Well, hello, hello, everyone. We are back for season four of the Page from My Book podcast. Honestly, I didn't know if this season would even happen. The thing about the creative process and projects is that they flow best when inspired versus forced through obligation. However, I felt very propelled to get back behind the mic to converse about a theme that arose through many conversations with friends and family. And that theme is moments in life that we didn't see coming. Now, if you're a planner like me, you find your peace of mind when you are prepared for situations or different occurrences. And you know the who, what, where, and whens of the situation. And you're ready to respond and speak to or into the circumstance. But you can also find yourself frustrated when life's experiences bring you to a threshold of a door that was completely unexpected. Well, life surely delivered on this season's theme for me. I started recording this season about two months ago, and then about three weeks ago, I had an accident that left me needing surgery and unable to drive or walk very well. Thankfully, I will be able to regain full recovery and be back to normal function within about two months, but my goodness, I did not see that coming. So now I listen to these episodes with more gratitude and perspective as I journey through this season of stillness and vulnerability. And I'm also very grateful for every single guest this season who met me here in this space of extreme vulnerability and yet shared their stories. And my prayer for this season is that each listener will feel seen, feel peace, and feel represented by each guest. And that they will know that they are not alone and that others have been through and found the beauty in the midst of what they simply didn't see coming. And in our first episode, we are going to experience just that with our guest today, Tamara Durbin. Tamara is a certified financial educator and founder of an organization, Money Basics. For over nine years, she has applied her passion for helping others understand the basics of money management by teaching the fundamentals of budgeting, saving, giving, and basic financial planning. Since then, Money Basics has transformed the lives of hundreds of individuals, couples, groups, and members of organizations, helping them make smarter and more informed money management decisions. In her personal financial journey, she believes God allowed her to go through various situations and struggles so that she could help others see how they too can achieve financial freedom while going through everyday challenges. And you'll hear more about her story in this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in to episode one of season four. I'm super, super excited because I not only have a beautiful sister that I respect so much, but she's also my soror. And so (laughs) y'all know how we do. Um, So it's just going to be a fun time today. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all. Um, So why don't you go ahead, share with everyone who you are, where you come from, all the good stuff. First of all, I want to say thank you, Allison, for having me on this amazing podcast uh, to share uh, hello, all the page for my book listeners. I am Tamara Durvin. I, um, I am the founder of a company called Money Basics, where we do financial literacy through coaching and workshops. And I also am an auditor for a federal financial regulatory agency. I am the mother of a newly minted teenager, teenage yes. boy boy, a basketball mom, I guess that's what I would say that I am. Uh, And I am a widow. 
So those are a little couple things like highlight reels of my life. So it's kind of busy right now in these yeah. uh, teenage years and Let's managing as a solo parent, but I'm here for the ride. And listen, unless you're watching this episode on YouTube, y'all can clearly see how fabulous she looks. Like when I tell you, this brings it. She brings it. I aspire to be on this, this uh, fashion game that she's on. And if nothing else, the heel game, which you cannot see. No, no. But, but it's a spiritual gifting. I kid you not. It's just, it's, it's powerful. It's amazing. I'm, meanwhile, I'm over here post, you know, I guess mid pandemic trying to do my two inch kitten heels so I can graduate back into the four inch that I have in the closet. Just do it. Just do so it. Like, I, I definitely look like Bambi the first <laughs> time I wore them earlier this year. And then like I wore them out and then uh, like an hour in the event, I was like, you know what? I'm okay. But it definitely looked like I needed to have a seat. No. So, just okay. You know what? Tam, you just going to make me, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love it. Well, listen, as I shared before, um, this, this season is about moments that you just didn't see coming. So I don't want to tell your story, but I love for you to share what that moment was like for you. Um, and then we'll kind of dive deeper into more of what that story, um, how, how you've overcome, what that meant to you and things of that nature. So go ahead and share what that moment was for you. So first of all, when you sent me the text to ask me to be on this season uh, and you shared what the theme was for this season, you know, sometimes you guys know that I like to say no to things, but I knew that I had to say yes um, because I knew exactly why you, you were led to ask me uh, to share. So I want to do want to say this. I hope that those that are listening, um, that you received something from my story because I believe that I was uh, tasked or assigned to go through this journey to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, so in the fall, I'll start here and I'll try to make it brief. Uh, but in the fall of 2015, <laughs> in the fall of 2015, uh, my husband, Jeremiah, he had found this lump, you know, in his underarm, um, young male, African-American male, fairly healthy. You know, I was probably the one that always had a cold, this going on, that going on. He, you know, just did his regular checkups and that was it. Uh, found this lump. We thought it was just, maybe we went somewhere and something he bit him. That's what we thought. Went to the doctor. The doctor's like, oh, I don't know what it is. Let's just, you know, go to a specialist. You know, let's just see. Uh, went, had a biopsy of this lump. And they said, oh, um, we thought, you know, we tested it for cancer. First of all, when they said that word, I'm like, wait a minute, you, you're thinking, right? No, no. And they said, it's not cancer. So we're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, everything's all good. Um, fast forward, after that biopsy, he started having pain. It seemed like it started getting bigger. His arms, like, just swole up. As his doctor's like, okay, something's not right. Maybe you needed therapy after, you know, that biopsy, who needs therapy? But literally the therapist, that he, the physical therapist that he went to, her boyfriend was like a, a lymphatic nurse and she dealt with patients that had lymphoma and they were recovering. She's like, this is not a physical therapy thing. You need to go back to your doctor. This is not, this is not right. 
Fast forward to the end of 2015, go for a series of tests. Fast forward to January 6, uh, 2016, we're sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor said that he had stage four non-Hodgkin non lymphoma. Mm. What? Like, how do we go to a little lump? Right. And li literally, it was probably like August, September to now, mm -hmm. January 2016, we're at stage four lymphoma. Wow. I'm like, okay, Jesus. And so she said, you need to come to the hospital today. Can I, because first of all, when she saw like all of his tests, images she said she booked a bed for him because she's like based on what she saw on the images the test she didn't know how he was walking into the <laughs> the hospital so she had already booked a bed for him to stay and so we we're like wait a minute you know we have a son we need to figure that out she said okay monday you need to be here monday we're gonna have this bed ready for you because we need to start treatment now like an aggressive treatment so Literally 2016 was a year that I didn't see coming. Um, I didn't see my husband um, having lymphoma, us going in and out of the hospital with treatment. Mm -hmm. And I definitely didn't see coming December of 2016 when Jeremiah passed away. Mm -hmm. We had gone through treatment um, literally in May of 2016, literally all of the cancer was gone out of his body. And we thought we were on the road to remission, literally. We were like, thank you, Jesus, it's all gone. All of a sudden, here comes July 2016, another lump pops up. And that one, they're like, okay, we thought we could get it with radiation. But from there, everything just kind of spiraled. Um, we still had faith and believe God, like literally I believe God to the end, even when they said mm -hmm, there was nothing mm -hmm. else that they could do. So even some people say, well, he was sick. So you should have saw maybe, no, that's not what I saw. I saw yeah. complete healing on this side of the earth. Yes. But what I didn't see coming was that I would be a widow right at my 40th birthday. Mm. So literally he passed away on the 6th of December my birthday is December 14th and I was turning 40. So literally right before I turned 40, I would be a widow with a young son. He was seven at the time. Um, so that's kind of like, that. I mean, that's my major moment. Like I've never experienced anything like that in life. And I never thought that I would ever experience it. I, we thought that we would grow old together. We would be, you know, grandparents to our grandchildren and mm -hmm. our son got married, all of those things. Right. Um, so that's my big, I didn't see that coming at yeah. all. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I, and I have to say, I, I have only heard amazing positive things about Jeremiah. And again, to, to know you um, and see how much courage that was, even in that moment till now sharing that story, I know that will be impactful for someone to hear. Absolutely. Um, there's a couple of things that you shared that I'd love to kind of circle back on. Um, and have you just expand a little bit on what you were saying. The first thing is when, when a moment like this happens and especially for believers, I'm just gonna be honest. You're like, okay, I kept the faith to the end. And we've had those situations where we're like, okay, Lord, I'm rolling with you. Yeah. In that moment, did, that, did his transition impact your faith at all? How did you continue to keep that not only in the moment, but then afterwards? Cause you're still faith filled. 
Yes. So a lot of people ask, like, you know, do you not believe that God is a healer? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, absolutely. I know that God is a healer. Yeah. And I'm not even coming from the vantage point of, okay, you know, some people say, and I believe that, you know, he had his healing on the other side, but like, mm-hmm. no, I, I believe that God is still healer because I know that there are some people that yes. have gone through the same thing, but they were healed on this side. But I do believe that that was just Jeremiah's journey. I didn't know that that was his journey. I didn't know that it was going to end um, at that age. And I do remember one time um, us, us having, me and him having a deep conversation. And he talked about, you know, different journeys of people and how everybody's journey is different. Cause I had mm-hmm. talked about, you know, I want Cannon, you know, have his dad here. And this is before like he ever got sick. He's like, well, you just never know what people's journey is. And I'm like, no, his journey is for you to be here. He's like, he's, he's not laughing, but he's like, right. well, you just never know. But he, he had that kind of insight. Like you just don't mm-hmm. know what God has for each individual person's journey. We think we might know it, but we just never know. Um, but I will say this as far as like, did I still believe? I definitely still believed in God. Um, some people ask, well, were you angry? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was so much angry, but I was definitely disappointed. Yes. I think that was my biggest thing. I was disappointed. I was like, God, I'm your daughter, Tammy. Right. I'm Tamara. Like, I serve you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but I try. I try to do right. By, I try to do what you, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm disappointed that you didn't do this for me. You know how you feel like we all feel like yeah. we're special people. Right, we're like, his favorite. I'm his favorite. Yeah. Right. I'm like, you didn't do, you didn't, you didn't answer this. This is a big prayer. Like, okay, right. Lord, you know, my little prayers, I asked about parking space. Okay, Listen, that's fine. I needed so you to true. come through on this. Right. Um, right. So I was disappointed. I was disappointed, but it didn't, it still didn't waver my faith mm. because on the other side. I saw how, even though I almost, um, I analogize it with God saying, okay, yes, you're going to have to go through this difficult season, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to make it as easy as I can. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, I'm going to let you know that I'm with you. Yes. That I still love you, even though this is hard. I know it's hard. I know. I, I can, I, I feel like I can see him say, I know. Mm-hmm. I felt him like, I know, daughter. I know. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make it as easy. I know you got to, you know how a parent, like, you know, when you notice your kids have to go through something, right. but you try to, you know, as they're going through that sickness or whatever, you try to make it as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I felt, I definitely felt his presence afterwards, um, trying to help me get through it. Yes. And I mean, I, I feel like sometimes not all, but maybe sometimes people feel like I'm not supposed to be disappointed or is that wrong to feel that way? And I'm always like, he's a father, you know, he understands. He, he can those, handle those, it all. He, he, he already, all. he already knows it. Right. <laughs> You're not hiding from nobody. He already knows it. So it, just to name it, that yeah. was one thing I had to name it. Like, and at first, you know, you don't want to say like, okay, I'm disappointed. Or even if some people may feel like, you know, they've gone through similar situations that you are angry. It's okay to name that. It's okay to name that because he can handle it. I remember Jeannie always saying that he he can handle it. Mm -hmm. And then at the the end of the day, he knows our heart, he knows everything in our heart. So it's like you're trying to hide something from someone that literally knows everything. 
Totally, totally. Um, you know, you were talking about when, when you and Jeremiah first went to the hospital because you felt something was wrong. And this is something unique because in, in a couple different episodes when we're dealing with health, I, one kind of consistent thread I see is the importance of, um, of people advocating for themselves when you feel like this don't feel like what you're saying. And so I, I, this is not a PSA for that, but I, I heard that kind of in there, this, that same thing of, of knowing yourself and, and saying like, let me go back and get this checked on. It may not be a bite. It may, not, you know, it may be this. And so I'm just bringing that awareness again, because I kind of heard that in your story as well of like having someone there, having a physical therapist there, someone to say like, let me call out a little bit more. Um, and I would and I would say that that was divine. Like we, yeah, we both yeah. said that God knew that that wasn't what it was, and He right. literally sent him to a specific therapist that had specific experience wow. Wow. with that. So yeah. we knew that okay, God was trying to get us, you know, on the path um, to get to the right doctor. So like some people said, well, he was sick, so you know, were you expecting? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that no because I'm thinking okay as we as even as we went through that journey in 2016 there were so many ways where God I can't even I don't even have enough time to even on this podcast to say right. where he he provided like yeah. he provided like you know the door to make sure we got to the treatment mm-hmm. um he was supposed to get stem cell a stem cell transplant um and they said well you know it takes a while to find a donor match he literally went through all of his siblings. None of his siblings were a match. Wow. They found three donors, non-relatives, like wow. within a week, like three for a black male. And they said that this is unheard of. And I was, wow. we, we thinking the father, son, the Holy Spirit, like the Lord told right. you. So we're right. thinking these are signs that, okay, this is here. This is about to be right. here. It's right. so many things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a couple that we were on a roll to, okay, we're about to, it's, it's about to be a healing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, we're going to have a testimony. You know, everybody going to come together and worship. Like this is, this is what we're going to do. Yes. Yeah. I said, yeah. I didn't see that. This, 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 healing, this comment. No, I didn't see it. Yes. And, and what, when you look back, I mean, I kind of heard you in your last statement say this, but you can look back and see, even in the moments, even though the outcome wasn't what you would have preferred, you can still see God within that year. Yes. And coming out of that year. Coming out. And I think that's so uh, powerful. Yeah. Um, I, I talk about the gift of hindsight, right? Because there's no anxiety. There's no what ifs. It's a moment where you can reflect and just see yeah. what happened and see God's goodness, even in the situation that doesn't feel great or wasn't expected. Um, and I love you sharing with that, that even that piece of just seeing how like there were so many moments where, you know, didn't expect that, but then that was kind of a miracle in and of itself. Um, what were other moments that when you reflect back, you can just see God's goodness even during it or even right after? Yeah. So like, um, like I said, like even, you know, through 2016 with us journeying through the, the, the illness, um, it would be moments. It, and that's why I think I go back to, I didn't see even the, the death coming is because yeah. it seemed like every time we would go, 
God would give the doctor another solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we would always have another solution. My mother reminded me, she's like, even though you're having to go back to this doctor that remember God has given you a, another solution. It's like, it's almost, we had, we had another plan. Yeah. And so we got to the end, we didn't have another plan. Like, wait a minute, Lord, you are, you've always come through <laughs> with another plan. Right. Um, so I would definitely say like, you know, it seemed like we always had another plan. And I would say on the other side, even mm-hmm. like now where I sit, I see how God has, you know, sent so many people around me. Even I'll say this, even where the church, um, where we both attend, God sent us there. I forgot 2011, 20, I forgot when 2011. Mm-hmm. And that was the perfect place. I see now for me and my son to be, Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, you know, transitioned to be with Jesus. Right. Um, how the community like literally rallied around us. Um, how they basically, because I honestly, I was a mess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was a complete mess. Understandably. They basically did everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the team came in. Okay, we got the program. And the thing about it is they knew him. So we yes. didn't, I wanted simple. Yeah. And he wanted worship. That's it. Yes. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. So you know, it felt like I didn't have to do like all, you know, how our church does everything. The de- they, they're in the, the, the details. So I didn't do details. They did the details. Wow. So I see how God, you know, has blessed us, even certain people, even along, even with Canon's journey that God has placed in our lives at different moments. I see how on this next, this journey after how they've come alongside him to bless him and to help him. Mm-hmm. um in this journey and it's just it's, it's it's been like okay god like i said even though you're gonna have to go through this i'm gonna try to make it as easy as possible i'm trying to get mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to give you moments of um of wonder of splendor that you know okay god this was you and some of the things you know that people do for us or do really do for canon it's because his dad is not here. So it's like a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a blessing. Yeah. And, a, and a car, people look and say, oh, wow, you did this. But they do those things because they, they're trying to say, okay, we see you. Yes. We love you. We, we know what you don't have. And we want to try to make this moment special. I know I'll just share like a recent moment. Um, I don't And you saw that I was able to take Ken into the Golden State Warriors game. Yeah. His, his epic 13th birthday. Epic. Yeah, honestly, real quick, I only planned, I, we, I got the ticket to get on the plane. I got the ticket to go to the game. I just wanted a good seat. I didn't know exactly where my seat was and I needed a certain price. Y'all know I'm money basics. You gotta be within right, the budget. Right. You gotta be within the budget. Allison, I will tell you, it was only God. So like a friend of mine said, okay, Candace, you going to be taking Cannon to Golden State? I said, yeah. She's like, hmm, let me see if my friend knows anybody who works for the Warriors organization. You know how you are with networking. Right, uh, right. So let me see if I know anybody. So her friend, um, he said, oh, yeah, I met this guy. I, I know somebody. That, he, oh, he said, I know someone that works for the Warriors. Wow. Um, later on, I find out it was not like he really knew him. He met him at a networking event, like, not like he, they were like buddies. Yeah. He called the guy. The guy said, oh, no. I don't work for the Warriors anymore, but let me see if, you know, one of my coworkers. So they basically tell them Cannon's story, basically. Yes. Go to the fast forward. They're like, no promises. Maybe, you know, we can, you know, do something. Maybe not. Literally, I'm getting on the plane 
to go to the game. The guy calls, he's like, hey, I know that you're coming tomorrow to the game. I have something special that I want to do for Canon. I'm like, okay. Right. So I'm going to text on the plane. He's like, get here early. I'm going to have you guys come through the VIP entrance. So we go to the VIP. He's like, I got to, don't buy anything. I have a bag for Canon. Awesome. He blesses him with a jersey. He takes us like to the VIP lab, all of this stuff. He ends up getting to get Steph to sign the jersey. Like, but all of that, happy birthday on the screen, all of that, but all of that happened mm. because God's like, okay, Cannon, I know you don't have your dad. I know that that's where it happened, yeah. but I want to bless you and make this moment still special and memorable. Yes. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. But it's a, it's like almost like a, ble- like I said, it's a blessing and it's like, Ugh. right. But you receive it because you don't. Yes. And he gives us beauty for ashes. And I, and I beauty for ashes. There you go. Lighthearted. Sorry. Because I, I, I am fully aware that where there's, there's grief, there's hurt. So it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm excusing that part of me that feels that way mm-hmm. but then I also see God's goodness and saying I know that yeah. this happened and I'm still going to make this a beautiful life even though it wasn't the way I had planned it or the way I saw it out but he's just still good, um, still good. and that's what I tell people no matter what you go through he's still good and he shows so, you like in different moments I, I think it's up to us to open our eyes yes and pay attention yeah. Uh, to his goodness. Yes. Um, so I know you you said you kind of didn't see uh, Jeremiah's transition um, coming, but then this this creates a new um, world for you, right? So now you're a mother um, taking care of uh, Canon on your own. How did that feel? What was that like? What were those moments where you, did you have moments that were like, okay, I got what? Um, okay, let me just say this. Let me start with it. I still have those moments. Okay. Okay. Where I go in the bed. I was like, this is this is exactly what I say. Yeah. Are you serious right? Are you serious right now? Did you really think this was a good plan? I don't know about this is really a good plan. I literally right. say those almost every right. other day. Like, are we serious right now? Right. Do you really think this is a good idea. Um, because for me, I I always think just, just looking at our world, not saying others don't, but mm-hmm. I really believe that black boys need black fathers they, they yeah. need their fathers they need their dad mm-hmm. um because there's so much that a father mm. can teach you that a mom can't i'm not a boy i don't know boy things right, right. <laughs> um but so that so that's what i do i definitely have those moments um that me and jesus have a conversation and then he's like okay um, and I do feel like he's like, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to, not only I help you, I can give you insight. I remember Jeremiah used to always say, Holy Spirit knows everything. Holy Spirit mm-hmm. can help you with everything. And I'm like, and that, and that comes in my mind, like, Holy Spirit can help you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And whether it's him helping me, like, navigate the challenge, either, either by myself or sending people around me um that can help or me just you know really open because people tell you you know let me know if you need anything Mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. it's us reaching out for um and being honest about whatever help that we do need so sometimes I have reached out to people to say okay I need help with this I need you to Mm -hmm. talk to them about this or that so 
um, it's, it's highly important to take advantage of the village that God has surrounded you with. So I definitely do um, try to do that because I can't do it on my own. And I know that he does need male mentorship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and that male influence. So I do like, I don't, I don't have a problem. And people around me probably know, yeah, she don't have a problem with asking. Uh, sometimes I feel like I, I'm bothering people, but I, I just have to sometimes get over it, especially if they've extended it yes. uh, to ask for help when I need it. I love that. That is so key. And I know that is problematic for a lot of people. Um, my old self included, I, I probably will say I am two years old when it comes to learning how to ask for help and I'm grown. Yeah. So that's how much it, you know, it was like, how do, you know, in those moments when I felt like I needed help to just raise my hand and say, like, I, I need help. Um, and so I appreciate you sharing that piece too, because uh, there's a superwoman complex of thinking like, I have to I, I have to deal with my situation by myself and it's my situation and don't tap into the village. And honestly, that's the, that's literally the core definition and purpose of a village that you yeah. don't carry it on your own. And that what you go through is not just yours to bear. You know, it's, it's all of ours to say, how can we be there for each other? And when you take that perspective, it's not like this is my situation and I have to figure out how to handle it for me versus um, just reaching out. And that's a great people always say that yeah. the worst thing can happen is they can say no. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and as we always hear, the answer is always no, unless you ask. So don't say no for somebody else. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a great segue. When we're talking about the village, how important is it to tap into that village, to have a village? And then if you want to, can you just share some of the people who have been that core village in this time? So um, it's extremely important. I think that we were not created to be alone, Mm -hmm. um, to walk through life. I think that that's why some people, um, they have a hard time because they definitely crave community. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes they don't even know what that craving is, but it really is a craving for community. And I can say, I can speak for myself. Like I um, am a person that typically likes, I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. And I typically like to be a loner. So me having to ask for help is like a lot because I'm like, okay, uh, me and people, I'm not typically the people person. I know sometimes people think that I am, but I'm really not. I could be very introverted. I think I'm yeah. a introverted extrovert. That's, yeah. that's what I am. Am- Ambervert? Right. <laughs> um, but having a village is extremely, having a village, having community, um is really key I would say the number one and I have to give her a big shout out uh because she doesn't have to do it is my mother Mm. like I will start crying like literally God has given me an amazing mom Mm -hmm. um who literally when Jeremiah first of all when he was sick like she made sure Cannon was taken care of while we were basically staying at Northwestern for five days on five days, this, and, and it, it, it would be like this, like it wasn't, sometimes it wasn't planned when we were right. there. And I, and I stayed there with him. So she would take Cannon, make sure he got to school, make sure he got eight, wherever he had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Jeremiah passed, she knew that Jeremiah 
was the one who took Cannon to school and picked him up from school. I went, you know, because I left work early for, for work early. I came home later. So he was, he had more flexibility to drive to work. Mm-hmm. So immediately she said, she, I didn't even have to ask. She's yeah. like, I'll take, don't worry. I got Cannon. And it just so happened. This is why I say, you see God's hand. Yes. Like a year before that, before I got sick, she abruptly retired because they had changed something with her retirement system. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to retire now. She wasn't supposed to retire, but I think another two, three years. Right. It all like, you see how he, he already had the person that was going and she would come, she literally comes to my house. But before that, before now, Cannon can get up and do it. But before that, he couldn't, you know, get up and do his clothes. She would come to my house, get him dressed, cook his breakfast, all of that, and drop him off, you know, stay with him. So literally, she is my everyday uh, support system. Yes. Um, day in and day out. So I'm extremely grateful to God um, for her. But all my friends, mm-hmm. uh, my church community, like, um even like um basketball coaches like it's so many people like yeah. <laughs> it's so many people right um that I don't even want to name people they're like you didn't mention me but like literally they help like yeah. in different ways whether it's you know helping with canon mm-hmm. um or even helping me like making sure I don't stay in a certain place yeah um, yes. I know like my my type circle of friends like they're like listen um, we're not going to sit on this couch for your mm-hmm. birthday, even if we just go to a restaurant. We don't have to stay long, right? Um, but we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna go somewhere. Yeah. And I do. I'm grateful because each year that I did do a little something got me to a place mm-hmm. um, where last year I really celebrated my birthday for the first time, like fully, because it was really hard. Because right, I literally have to tip into December because mm-hmm. I have to go through something hard. Yes. To get to my birthday every December, like yes. that's just how yes. it is. Um, but I will say this: I do want to mention this other person, and I think it gave me a freedom in my journey. Mm-hmm. Is one of our pastors, Jeannie? Mm-hmm. Um, when we, I first like it's all the reverse happened, she's like, "Listen, you do what you can do. Like it's okay to say no. Like she yeah. really has given me that permission to say yeah. no. What I need to say, what I need to say, no, I can't do that right now. Because you know, people want you to do a lot of different things. And sometimes I just didn't have the capacity Absolutely. I emotionally to do certain things. And she said, listen, you do with, like if you could, if you could only come to this for two minutes and you have to leave, then that's what you do. Or right. if you say you can't come, then, and even if you have to do it at the last minute and say no, like whatever. <laughs> It's okay. Like, okay. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I, I, I love the power of the village. Like to know me is to know that that's why I always, especially in this season, um, bring that as a question because it, one thing that I felt when I've gone through moments that were just like crazy is I honestly felt like my village was the hands and feet of God for me in that moment. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I know his yeah. presence was there, but I felt love. I felt his love through those people. Like they, I don't even know if they knew. They probably were like, we're just going through what we're supposed to do. Let me send her a card. Let me do that. But I felt Holy Spirit through their love. Like I, I felt that. And so it's so important to, one of the key things that you said, not only um, know how to ask for that, but also just receive it. And receive the the grace and all of that. That is 
that's God just saying like, I got you. And these are my hands and feet, but I got you. Okay. I have to listen. You just struck a chord because I always said like, literally, I always tell them like, I, when I used to write them notes, I was like, you were literally the hands and feet mm. of Jesus. Like we always pray, say, Lord, help me. You know, I need to feel your love. And he's like, okay, I have, I'm trying to allow you to tangibly feel my love, my presence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through the people that I placed around you. And like, literally they were. They, wow. they were the hands and feet of Jesus because it was a time like in the very beginning that I didn't want to be alone. Like right. I needed, cause I was used to three people being in my house, me, Jeremiah, Kenneth. So right. I was not used to just us being alone. So whether it's my friend, Jamie, who lived around the corner, like she, like she stuck to be like white on rice. Uh, <laughs> after Jeremiah, like, I love it. Like, she's like, okay, you need me to come over today? Like, or whatever you need, like, not today, or I'm just going to come. And so I gradually, I got to, you know, be able to, you know, if us to be that, those two. But like I said, they handled, my friends handled everything. One of my friends, she sent over her assistant with everything. Like, okay, you're going to need toilet. You're going to need this. Right. <laughs> you need that. They know the things that I like as far as eating. So they, you know, came over and brought, you know, certain foods and made okay. sure everything was taken care of. They monitored calls, you know. Um, so it was, it's just been like, I, mean, I would say this, even like, like I said, the village never stops. Right. Um, and they keep going. Like recently I had to have a, a medical procedure and um, it goes down to the, it used to be three. So like when you, when you three of you guys, you can handle stuff better. Now yeah. it's just me and my mother. So I'm like, okay, but we got to take care of Cannon, right. my best friend. I call her like at the last time, like, can you go pick up Cannon? Yeah. Just tell me what time. Right. Like, and she, she, so she stepped in to handle it. Like typically Jeremiah would be with me and then my mother right. could take care of Cannon. So, but it's asking, like we said, but literally you hit it right on the head. Your village becomes the tangible presence of God, tangibly the hands of yes. Jesus. Yes. Oh, wow. I just love hearing that. That is so awesome. Yeah, that, yes. I, listen, that listen. can be with me because I know it. Yeah, know it to be true. Um, so there are listeners out there who can probably find themselves in situations, know of others going through that situation. Um, what would you say to them as like a bottom line key thing that they should, that they you would hope that they take away from the story? And then maybe for those who are aware of people that are in a similar situation, what can those people do to support? So I would say those that are actually going through the situation, I would say, um, bottom line is trust God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that sometimes that could seem, um, it could seem like a cliche, mm-hmm. but it's true. Um, I want to, I want to share this. So God gave me this scripture. Yes. Actually, um, when Jeremiah was sick and I thought that the scripture was just for that season, like, okay, okay, we got this. Right. Um, actually the scripture was not only for that season, but it was really for the season that I was going to walk through after um, his passing. So it's actually Isaiah 41, 13. Mm. You know how you see scriptures like, you're like, I feel like I've never seen that scripture before. I don't know why I've never seen it before, but it illuminated in 2016. So it says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, 
I will help you. Wow. But my bottom line is, you know, as you get closer to God and really trust him, he will help you, whatever that is. Like mm-hmm. when I needed a counselor, because I just literally couldn't take it anymore. Literally, a random person sent me a random counselor. And it was like the perfect, when I tell you perfect connection, right. it was like, are you serious, Jesus? Right. Like so many layers of why she was like perfect. Yes. So literally he will help you, but you have to trust him and lean into him and lean into how the Holy Spirit leads you because he will lead you. For those people that are looking to support somebody that's walking through a season of grief, it would be the same thing. If you really lean into trust and ask Holy Spirit, like Holy Spirit, how can I, I want to tangibly help this person. How can I support them? I I believe that he will lead you because I know that the people are, some of the people around me, the Holy Spirit has done that. It's people like in our community, I think about um, Carrie Hamstra, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Carrie will randomly send me a text and it'll be like the perfect time. Like I was thinking about you, Tam, and I just want to send you this text, blah, blah, blah. I know that she was probably asking Holy Spirit and and I know that, I know People don't realize when you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll either tell you to text that person because it's the reason why you're in their mind. And they'll say, oh, that was the perfect time for you to text me because I was feeling this or that. Or he'll tell you, okay, just send them this or that. People have randomly sent me gift cards and they don't know that it was Zoe. I don't know how to think of who it was. Zoe randomly sent me a gift card. She dropped it off at my house one Sunday. She doesn't know that literally that day I had just, you know how you speak prayers to God or you just ask God, like, I was like, Lord, I really don't feel like cooking today. Mm. She sent me this randomly dropped the gift card off. I'm like, are you serious? Like sometimes God will blow your mind that much. Like you you can whisper a prayer. So that's even those that are going through grief. Sometimes you don't even have to Mm. verbally, you can whisper a prayer to God. Yes. And he will answer it. He's like, I I am, I am. Mm. I know it to be true. I yes. am a witness that even the whispered prayers, he answers. Yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Tam. Honestly, I, I know that, that that your whole story, um, where you are now, your faith and your wisdom is definitely going to impact because so many people are going through this. I always say when people share their stories, they they take away the power of shame and the feeling of not being seen because they can identify that there's someone who is on the other side yeah that even in the midst of all that's going on when when it's those moments where you are you feel like you're stuck and the world just keeps going like sorry for your loss but we back to normal Mm -hmm. and you're like my world is frozen it's frozen and you just you don't know what what tomorrow looks like you don't know what you can do next And so when you're hearing someone that can stand on the other side of something and talk about God's goodness and his faithfulness and talk about the importance of a village and how to lean in more, that's just super impactful. And that's a gift that you've given today through your sharing of your your personal story. So, so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a question that I'm curious about. And as you shared earlier, we go to the same church. So I always want to get your perspective because I, I... I never knew the story, but you know, on one of the walls, there's a quote that says, that's what's up, oh. JD. So what is, what's the story behind Oh that? my God. Okay, you, okay, so 
that's what's up. Yes. Literally would be his response to almost everything. Like you would say, Jeremiah, like, you know, is everything good? You know, he's like, that's what's up. Or like, everything would be, that's what's up. Like, right. Like, so that is so like his response to everything would be, that's what's up. Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Like, and so that is why, like, it, it was almost like at his, um, his worship service, mm. um, they told him people not to say amen. They told him to say, that's what's up. That's but that was like what he would be like, if he was like, you know, after a service, like, that's what's up. Like, yeah, that, that sealed it. That's, that, that's, that was his seal. That's what's up. Oh, so, I, <laughs> it was, I mean, nothing that's not yet. Like, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, man, I like that. No, that's what's up. That's what's up. I love that the seal. That is, that's what's up. That's awesome. I actually had a friend that was visiting and she saw that. And I was just telling her a, a little bit about your story, but I, I, that made me think when we got in the podcast, I'm like, I'm gonna have to ask Tam to, to expound on that, but I appreciate that. That's so beautiful. Every time, like, if you knew him, you you probably heard that many times. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That That's what's up. Um, okay, so every um, every episode, I I want to ask each guest something um that has a little bit of levity but also in theme of what the season is about so I'm going to ask you um what is your favorite character be it a book a television show maybe characters that had to experience something you saw the arc of their character and how they came out on the other side I just I'd love to hear that so okay um yeah I, okay I went deep talking about Jesus okay yes. um in my television life, um, because my I feel like my life is so like uh, it's, it can be heavy. Yes, I don't I don't like to watch deep shows. Okay, so I'm just gonna preface that. So no judgment, listeners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I watch I watch a lot of reality TV. Yeah, I feel like it's just like an escape. Like okay, right. this is craziness, but I don't watch it too crazy. But so one of my favorite characters, and I wouldn't say. This is not going to be a deep adversity, like encouraged. <laughs> but actually, as I think about it, it's two two people that I mentioned, and it's just you know, Tamara. This is my fun TV. I love it. No judgment zone. So one of the the television, and it's a reality television person, is I love the Kardashians. If people know yeah. me, I love the Kardashians. So my favorite Kardashian actually is Chloe. Okay. Um, because I feel like Chloe has gone through so much. Right. <laughs> if, if you kept up with the whole journey, yeah. she she's gone through it on television. So right. like, like, is it enough? Like, I'm like, okay, baby, are you going to break? And she right. has broken. And, no. I, and I don't want her to break. And I feel like um, with her, her relationship journey, she has gone through a whole lot. And I am like rooting for her. Yes. Um, and I just feel like that's one of my, that I feel like has gone through a lot. And I feel like yes. she still continues to rise, still continues to be a mom, a business mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. um, but I know in her personal life, that's some deep, some deep hurt and heartbreak. Right. Um, the right. other person that I, I am honestly recently, well, just seeing his story on their new reality television show and watching some of the documentaries about his life. It, that I feel like I'm like Lord, do you have a purpose for him? I'm like right. he has gone through a lot. It's Bobby Brown. Listen, 
I was like, Bobby, you have been through so much. You didn't have two heart attacks. You yeah. have literally lost two children to like, yeah. like your children mm-hmm. to like crazy deaths. And it's, yes. I'm like, how much more can you take, Bobby? Right. So. And he keeps yeah. showing up. And, and like, and I mean, he's had, he's had like alcohol addiction, drug mm-hmm. addiction. And he's really trying to walk sober now. Yeah. And so like, I'm rooting for him, but I'm like, he's gone through so much and he's trying like now to be, you know, sober. So I'm like really rooting for him. And cause he's like, I'm like, Jesus, no more Jesus. No more. <laughs> I'm rooting for Bobby too. I really am. I think, you know, it, it, again, it's like, what you think you know about celebrities and what you don't know. And of course we all see a glimpse and it's painted through a media lens. So we don't fully know, but almost everything probably in the last like three to five years that I've seen on him. I mean, his, his, I guess, drive to keep going, still be entertainer. So many have tapped out for far less. And that is not a judgment thing. It's just, Mm -hmm. that is what life realities can bring. And when you hear his story, you like, you made it do that. You made it do that. (laughs) Right, <laughs> another thing. And now you at you know, singing Mr. Telephone Man, Bobby. Go ahead. <laughs> we are rooting for you. We are rooting, rooting for you. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Chloe the Five. No. Listen, I'm, I'm here for it. I am here for it. And many people do not know his all that he's truly been through. You know, um, I think they know like Whitney and Bobby Christina, but they don't know the breadth of all of that's going on. And he seems like he's in such a good place. Yeah. You know, just that where he can be positive and and he has you know this this life that he feels is worth living even even having gone through all of that he's gone through yeah those were great those were so great and I I think it's important because even though those questions add levity it's so crazy how we can notice other people's journeys and not even realize we possess that same strength and ambition mm-hmm. to keep over, whether it's our big moments that we didn't see coming or our little ones. And the little ones happen all the time. All the time. But it takes that same perseverance and that same outlook and, and perception and knowing who you are and whose you are to get over each moment that you didn't see coming. What's crazy though, as, as I say and talk about the theme for this season, it's it's such a it's almost rooted in faith in and of itself because we don't know what's coming, we right? Don't. Faith is truly saying, Lord, I'm trusting that this is your, that you are in control. This is your plan. And um, and it's all working together for my good. That's a huge statement. I mean, it's really easy to say, you memorized it when you were little, you maybe got some candy if you said it right, but then to live it, to live in that, it's all working for my good. Are you sure this is working? I don't. I, right. this, many times I say, "What does that I, mean?" I don't, I, don't, I don't see how this is gonna be mixed right. in. Uh, I don't. But you know what? Somebody gave an analogy about like baking a cake, and when you bake a cake, like mm-hmm. some of the things you put in, like are messy. Like when you put in the eggs or certain things, you like, how is this gonna make this cake to make it beautiful? Because some things that go into um, a dish can be messy. Yeah, but it still makes something beautiful. So I know, like when we go through stuff, it doesn't seem like the messy mm-hmm. or even the hard things can really come out to be beautiful. But somehow, God does that, and I, He's God. So like we know that He can do miracles. So we just yeah. have to trust. And so one of the things you just said is like, okay, God, I don't know, 
like the, this story that, you know, is happening, but that's why it's important as you're going through different things, because like you said, everything, different things happen every day, but it's important to stay connected yeah. to the author of the story because he knows, we don't know, but he knows every ebb and flow. He knows every chapter. He knows every sentence in the book. So we have to stay connected to him Mm-hmm. so that we can get through the story that I know that's he, right. he's writing the story that I, some, this story I'm not writing at <laughs> all this story at all, at all. <laughs> I love that you gonna mess around and preach and you know I'm here for it um but I'm Tam I'm so grateful uh again like I said before and I can't say enough for you just uh your vulnerability your transparency your willingness to share I know those things aren't easy um, but even when you shared at the beginning of this podcast, how you felt Holy Spirit's unction to say, like, tell your story, it is without a doubt, you know, he doesn't do anything um, without intention. So I know that this will touch so many people. It's touched me even in listening to it. Um, and, and to see you thrive is, is a, is his goodness, his goodness. in and of itself, his right? Goodness. Like it is. Y'all, mm-hmm. if you don't know Tam, I'm sorry for you. You're just missing out. Um, but she exudes so much of um, Holy Spirit's joy personified and knowing that she has gone through a really difficult season. And, and I hope that that inspires someone to know that God is not done with you. You may have endured a lot of hurt, pain, um, and life still has a lot of roller coasters of highs and lows. Um, but if you lean in, as she, in her own words, if you lean in, he he got he has you. He's got you. Um, he surrounds you. He covers you, and he sends the right people at the right time to do the right things. And that is such a beautiful witness um, to just to see you in that space and continue to. And she fly. Anywho, I, I can't even, I can't even, to know her is to know her. That's all I can, that's all I can give you. But hopefully this podcast, this episode has offered a glimpse into that. Um, before we get off, I want to do a little bit of um, shameless plugs because you are, you truly are out here doing big things. So you said you were the founder of Money Basics. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And if people want to know more how to contact um, you for, for this work, what can they do? Where do they go? So if you would like to connect with Money Basics, um, you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at I Am Money Basics. Um, my website is IamMoneyBasics.com, Money Basics with an S at the end. Okay. Um, and really what Money Basics is, is financial literacy. I have a pa- I've, been, I've had a passion for years for financial literacy and really educating our community on the basics of money management. I believe that if you have the basic foundation of money management, it creates a solid pathway for you to build wealth. I think a lot of times we want to go to Z on the financial ladder before we <laughs> have, um, <laughs> if we, before we have honed our ABCs. Right. Um, and the B being our budget. So, um, <laughs> We being our cash. We 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 want to go to crypto and we haven't we don't even have a budget. We don't even know right. how to pay our bills. So I'm just gonna not gonna go get into that. But because you know I can they, really they, get they a can, they can reach out. Right. Right. But you can reach out to me. Those are my social media handles. That's my website. But really um, money basics is about empowering people with the basics of money management. Yeah. And how important is that for moments that you don't see coming? 
Okay. Come on. I mean, I mean, I, I did a whole, I did a workshop on, I, I've done workshops like for widows, but even just for people saying like, listen, preparing financially, first of all, financial storms are going to come. Most definitely. So it's our job to prepare and we've already been given the equipment and the information to be prepared for when the storms come. So it's ultra important for when the storms come and even through the storm. So like sometimes people think, and I'm just going to say this real quick, mm -hmm, please. Sometimes people think that even when you're going through a financial storm, that the, the ABCs of uh, money management go out the window because you're just trying to um, weather the storm. So you're just trying to do things. But no, even through the storms, I always tell people, no matter what season of life you're in, always make good financial decisions. No matter what season, I, I've said that, no matter, I tell them to say this, no matter what season of life I'm in, I'm going to make good financial decisions. You might have to let some things go, but mm -hmm. still try to make the best financial decision that you can make, no matter what season of life, whether you're, you, because sometimes even when people are making a lot of money, they don't, they don't manage a budget. So then they right. blow the money, the extra money they had, or when they're not making, they feel like they're not making enough. They're like, okay, I can't manage. Yes, you can manage your budget. You can figure out, okay, what can I afford on this budget? Right. What can I gradually take care of to come out of this hole? So um, no matter what season, make good financial decisions and you can do it. But if you need to connect with Money Basics, I am Money Basics. Thank Social you for that freebie because that truly was a, a, a <laughs> nice gem. Um, and listen, that's so real. That is so real because that's exercising wisdom. So when those moments do happen, um, you still feel like there's footing. And yes, that's and, I'm, and this thing, Tamara is not sitting in a seat. And I always tell people this. I'm not sitting in a seat where it's just been a gravy train. No, right. I sit in a seat where I have lived this. So I can tell you to do it because I know that I've done it too. Yes, yes. Well, make sure you all um, go check that out. I will be putting it in, in the bio and in the comments. So make sure you do that. Tam, so grateful for you. Thank you so much for doing this Thank episode. It's such a gift. I love it. Fun. Yes. And I want all of you all to continue to listen next week. We will have another guest as we continue to hear these moments that we didn't see coming. You all have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.